This is the Leadership and Insurance Podcast, brought to you by FinPro Search Partners. Insurance companies are businesses and they need to look for the long term and be sustainable. We went from zero to one and now it's going from one to a hundred. Insurance as, as a concept, as a kind of service, is brilliant. The execution is what we're looking at now. I think the companies that are going to succeed are the ones that are going to understand and master the art of intent. When we talk about innovation, we lean too heavily to think about technology and we don't think about creating a culture of innovation. I think innovation is essentially continuous improvement of existing processes and platforms and product, right? It's got to be easy. It's got to be seamless. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Leadership and Insurance Emerging Tech Series podcast. I'm your host, Gavin Savage, and today I'm very lucky to be joined by the co-founder and CPO of MyCover AI, Alexander. Welcome. How are you doing? Hi. Thank you, Gavin. Um, thank you for having me. Not a problem. I know we uh, we met a long time ago in, in Barcelona last year in ITC, so you guys have been busy. Um, we finally managed to get it in. <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, happy to be here. I know we've tried to to make this happen um, a couple of times, so it's good to finally um, be having this chat. Um, and yeah, like I said, um, you have a new look as well. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that before we started yeah. recording. It must be the hair. I don't know, or, or maybe I've just <laughs> aged in the past. Um, in the past year, <laughs> with having a two year old going to a three year old, I don't know, but. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's a good change. <laughs> it is actually. It is. It is. <laughs> Thank you. Um Alexander, I uh, I'm really excited to do this episode. You know, we don't get many businesses on from um the African market. You know, predominantly a lot of um the guests are from Europe and in my case, most are from the US. So I'm really interested and excited to explore the market and what my cover AI are doing. But before we do that, um I was wondering if 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 you could kindly just I think it's always nice and interesting, probably a good anecdote for you to talk about going all the way back. You know, I, I think your first gig was a was a Java developer, um, you know, all the way back to how you got into tech and then I guess how you navigated them along your journey into founding um, an InsureTech in MyCovery AI. Okay, um, great one. Well, I think going all the way back, um, let me just try and go back as possible. So, yeah. um, yeah, my name is Alexander. Um, like you rightly mentioned, I'm the co-founder and chief product officer for my cover AI, right? And um, at my cover, we we are trying to do something that is pretty much um unique. But as a person, um, that uniqueness is sort of tied to who I am, right, and how it started with me. So I've always been fascinated about technology and what you can do with technology. Um, and then, as I like to think, I'm one of the lucky guys that um, knew early on what I wanted to do with my time. And, and that was to make things with my hand through technology or through computer. Um, I studied computer science. Um, well, computer science and mathematics, but I majored in computer science. And... Um, I think even back in back in school, um, that's the high school as well. Um, I've tried a couple of times to do things with a computer to understand that. Um, I mean, I grew up in an age where 
you'll be looked at twice, especially here in Nigeria. Um, once someone sees you with a computer, you have to be assessed twice. Like, what is this person doing with a computer, right? Um, hope you're not trying to do something funny. But it, it, it was pretty much uh, like a fuel, right? Because I knew what could happen with, with a device, uh, right, called a computer. And um, I think um, my second year in school, um, I started building softwares, um, like you said, with Java. And we had this community. Um, we like to call ourselves like um, a very funny name. I can't mention it here. But about... <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe we can edit it. We can edit it. <laughs> yeah, about, about, about four of us, um, four of us, very good friends um, then back in school. Um, we kind of like just created a click where we figure out like an industry and decide to build a solution for that industry, even without um, the intention to sell it. But I've always been very good with, you know, mixing business and that same technology. So I knew I wanted to build stuff, but I also knew that if I build this stuff and it solves a problem, there should be a way to hack that solution for it to generate money. Right. Um, mm. So back in school, um, we pick how to, um, the health, um, industry, um, the healthcare industry, we picked the 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 lesser the school. Um, I think we built up about two softwares for the school. We built one for like a hospital management software. Um, we we tried getting that across, but we never uh, did. Um, I guess it didn't it didn't meet the standard as a then for for the hospitals, mm. but um, quite a couple of them. I remember building a learning management system for for my department then in school and um it did well right um i had to um run it across multiple um stakeholders and for some reason the body idea right but i couldn't really make that a business as well so fast forward to after school uh picked up another project um a marketplace so the, the grand idea then, which is very crazy anyways, I decided to bring the entire, like the popular markets in Nigeria to bring them online, right? Um, these markets um, were already known to people. Um, they're like the favorites. If you want to show up, you have to go to this market. So I just kind of like, you know what? How about I take this market online so that these people don't like, you know, don't crowd the entire market. Because I remember going to, one of them at some point, and it was just filled with people, right? You couldn't turn left without touching someone. I'm like, can we just find a way to declutter this place, like to decongest this place? And Because it was just crazy. And that was when the idea came like, okay, how about you take all these markets, like all of them, and put them online and then tell people to, you know, buy whatever they need. They already know, they already know the prices of items. They already know most of the vendors. So how about you just create a platform and let them uh, get these products from there? And um, I did start up the, the platform, um, mostly interior. So I started with the, the interior aspect of things. Um, um, did quite well until I think about mid-year 2018. Um, a friend of mine did an introduction to a company that needed um, an expert in pro uh, process design. Um, and that was like my very first introduction and encounter with insurance. And um, after the first conversation, I'm like, this is it, right? Because, <laughs> because I could I could tell I could tell a lot of past experience that I had that could have been avoided if insurance was in place. And 
before that conversation, I, like many Nigerians, didn't care shit about insurance. Like, I didn't even know what insurance was supposed to do. In fact, I thought of it was supposed to be like for the old people, right? Mm -hmm. So that is like how uncool it was back then. Yeah. So, you know, having that conversation changed everything. You know, I saw how the community could have had a different experience, my community to be precise. And um, fast forward to 2019, I then realized that this problem is not really just about my community. Um, it's really a global problem. And we've just been trying to figure things out um, um, with that. And like you rightly said, um, that was how my cover.ai came to be. Um, I and my co-founders, we decided to you know, go full focus on, on this. And it's been quite um, you know, amazing journey so far. Um, I don't know if I did well with that, but um I'm not really that adventurous. So <laughs> I, I think that's I think it's really interesting. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um clearly an entrepreneur um <clears throat> way from the beginning and a very technical um, entrepreneur and, and clearly knew you're kind of North Star from, <laughs> from the very the very early ages and and I think the classic case as well fell, fell into insurance. You know, you were introduced to a company that was dealing in that space, and mm -hmm. and then you saw the the vast problem. How, how did you come to? Um, how did you and your co-founders meet each other? Okay, um, like I mentioned, um, it started with an introduction. Um, yeah, a friend, um, who obviously knew my co-founder. Right. Right. Yes. He he did the intro, um, and that was when it was still more of a comparison, um, InsurTech platform, which obviously came way ahead of his time, mm -hmm. and um, I came in to help out with a couple of projects, and like I, I mentioned earlier, process design, and um, you know when you work on a problem and you really pay attention, you you get to see other sides of it, right? And that just morphed into something else. But yes, it came um, as an introduction from a friend, a mutual. And uh, when I came in, I had this, you know, this strong guy, very good, you know, better than me, obviously, technical-wise. Um, um, that's the CTO. Mm -hmm. we, we sort of brought him in then um, as a contractor to work on a project, right? But having worked with him over the years, um, when my cover.ai came up, it was most like a no-brainer um, for him to to come in full hand to to work with us. Mm, interesting, and and like I mean, it's it's been quite a journey. You know, you guys have um, had a, a number of rounds of funding. You've uh, you were participating in the Founders Factory Africa and one of the more. Yeah. Um, recognized ones globally in Techstars Toronto. So what a journey it's been. And for those that might not know um, who my cover AI are, um, would you mind just giving a, a brief overview of the, the mission and um, and the vision of, of your business? Okay. I mean, my cover.ai really um, is pretty simple. Um, for us, it's about insurance. But um, insurance it can mean different things for different people. So um, for us, our goal really is to power Africa's adoption of insurance, right? Um, using technology, right? And um, this doesn't mean that we're only solving the problem of tech, just building softwares. For us at the core of insurance, we, we believe that a lot can happen if we can get everybody 
in Africa, you know, understand under the umbrella of insurance, we want everyone to be insured. So what we are really doing is to find ways to leverage technology to make that possible, right? Um, and we've been doing that, like, you know, um, in different shapes and form. And I, one thing I, I, I like to think is that we, we've been able to successfully play at different um, um, sections of insurance. Um, when you talk about um, access, like I mentioned earlier, right? That is something that we believe is, is quite an important element if you're going to grow any sector at all. If you have a product and people don't have access to it, um, you obviously are not going to have people, um, you know, or, or customers within, within that sector. So for us, as my cover, um, is really, really about helping Africans, you understand, to adopt insurance, solving the different barriers. Um, it could be the barrier of awareness, right? Um, it could be the barrier of education. Um, it could be the barrier of affordability as well, right? Um, mm. You know, Africa as an economy, you, you have quite a number of people who, um, if you present the current or what used to be the, the insurance experience, you are by default excluding them from, from that benefits. So what we are trying to do is to solve that problem by, you know, creating products that are tailored to their experience and their risk, but at the same time, uh, make it as affordable as possible. And it's quite good to know that um, things are shifting really, really quite fast. And, um, and we are happy with that shift. <laughs> We've got a special guest on the, yeah, on the yeah. show. <laughs> Come here. Right. I know he's sick. Okay. Just wait a little bit. Um, no, thank you for that. And 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 I think um I think one of the things that jumps out to me is that in terms of the the low penetration, the low penetration rate in Africa, I mean obviously I'd love to hear your insight as to what the current state is now. And and clearly there's 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 massive um growth in the in the in the country and and you know I think I read something somewhere that between now and in twenty twenty eight it will grow a compound annual growth rate of seven percent reaching like one hundred twenty billion market cap so you know the why do you think the the penetration rate has been and and is still as low as it is I mean of course there's you know limited access to to certain things like uh, smartphone usage there's you know maybe years ago not access to internet access etc etc but what do you think you know you've probably obviously done a lot of research in the market like what are the main problems or barriers for you um in the market at the moment okay um i think it's it is almost like a recurring theme right is 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 clear that the penetra uh, penetration rate is quite low um, I mean, sitting at um, an average of 1% to 3%, um, that is quite low, um, looking at the global average of um, 6% plus. And one of the things that we've seen is, like I mentioned earlier again, is about awareness. Um, a lot of um, the economies here in Africa, um, take for instance, Nigeria, um, is also not helping situations, right? Um, you have almost like what you call a knowledge gap. And, and then there's also the, the insurance come in itself, you know, people trying to submit fraudulent claims and whatnot, which is something that we are very heavy on um, to eliminate um, and bring some level of transparency within, within the sector. 
Um, there is also the, the problem of um, affordability, like I mentioned earlier. Um, most of these products are by default um, not affordable to an average African, right? And and I don't think it's, it's totally a problem from one um, part of the, 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 the puzzle. And I don't think it's, it's tailored to, you know, say the, the insurance company is not, not creating a product that are affordable. Um, when you look at things around, they also are trying to, you know, figure things out, find the things that really worked or that works rather. But a good thing to, to note is that the market really is shifting, like I mentioned earlier, um, again. Um, I mean, there, there is, um, what's the word now? There's a gradual shift in mindset for Africans and um there's something around something I discovered I think um October last year um uh, just trying to understand this whole concept of embedded insurance at some point which is one of the areas that we play in and I realized that embedded insurance can mean um different things for different markets right in terms of the goal you want to accomplish by default or generic you embedded insurance is pretty much you know, integrating insurance into, uh, you know, other products and services that are not insurance uh, focused, right? However, for your market, like, um, let's say the US or the UK, the problem you will be solving with that is a problem of convenience, right? You don't want Mr. Gavin to, to buy a device and then have to look for an insurance company to then get the device insured. So what you are solving for or the goal you are, you end up achieving with that experience for a UK market is convenience for Mr. Gavin. But you see, the goal here in Africa is not really convenience. Um, it's not all that there is. What you're actually trying to achieve is the problem of awareness, right? Um, you're trying to get insurance to people's favorite products and services so that the more they get to see this concept called insurance, the more they get used to it and then begin to, you know, ask questions, you know, okay, what is this? What, what, what is the benefits? You know, what do I stand to gain, right? So you see how tricky it can be. That is how complex it can be when you, you know, you first address the simple part. But when you look deep, you see that it's way more complex, right? So looking at the penetration rate, um, you can... You can't just pick up the data and you know the data and say, oh, you know, yes, awareness is a is a challenge. Yes, um, financial literacy is is also a challenge. You know, um, yes, knowledge gap is there. Um, the affordability of the product is also there. Access to this insurance product is also um a major challenge, right? But when you pick each of those situations or each of this problem, you see how complex it can be per market, right? You can't mm. take a template that works for Africa and take it to the UK and replicate it there. It won't work, right? So you have to understand the language of the problem of the UK, right? And then know what that also means for an average African, right? Um, but like I said, seeing all that we've, we've observed in the past with, with the market and the sector in itself, and knowing how fast Africa is growing and more and more people are beginning to, you know, adopt technology. I mean, you have a very young population in Africa, um, right? A large part of Africa, I mean, out of 1.3 billion um, people are all, you know, 
between the the age of 21 to 25 right which is pretty good you know compared to uh, other parts of 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 the world and the growth of mobile technology right we've seen has actually influenced the growth and the situation of insurance in africa right another thing that we we like most importantly is is the fintech right you know it was called then the fintech boom right and most times even when we are trying to create product we try to understand how it was done you know with with a financial sector with the fintechs and try to see the things that we can pick from there and part of it is looking for people who ordinarily are excluded from insurance and try to get insurance to them through multiple channels right so that also is helping with the growth of insurance, right? I mean, that number is quite impressive, right? If you are growing 7% um, year on year, that for me is quite impressive. So yeah. looking at these metrics, looking at these factors, um, one can say that everything is about to take off, right? Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> my thoughts exactly at the end. A very, very exciting time. And, and I think is when you kind of touched on at the end, you look at, You've been at the conferences last year, as I say, we met in Barcelona. And mm -hmm. um, you know, you've obviously you know, molded your platform and you must have had some learnings from there. But I think the what I really found interesting was the was the the, the marketplace and distribution methods um, that you have at, at MyCover um, AI and also my cover genius, which we were speaking about off camera because I just wanted to clarify that they were the same company. Um <laughs> But you know that 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 I think you really defined the the, the term embedded insurance there in, in its simplest form. I think sometimes we can overcomplicate what the the embedded insurance model is. Um, mm. But you know your your decision to initially pivot from a comparison site to an infrastructural play, but have the two working um, in tandem. And you said you were very excited about the the my cover genius aspect and where that could go in terms of scalability, which I think is almost almost like a kind of SaaS model in a way, maybe yeah. potentially how it can scale. But you know, from kind of your research and over the last couple of years, what was what was the market telling you and in, in order to to make that shift to be more of an infrastructure play and and how has it impacted your your success? Do you feel? Yeah, um, I think one thing that we we know and understand now um, that we kind of like figured out when making that decision was that you can't really innovate around something that is unstable. You know, um, you can't you can't build on a system that doesn't work, right? Um, if you want to get to the UK, you have to book a flight that will take you to the UK. You can't book a flight that will take you to Taiwan or to Dubai and expect to be in the UK. So what we then realized um, was the fact that, you know, there's a problem with data. You know, most of the insurance companies sort of build in silos, right? And that particular problem is something that we've seen help the, the fintechs, right? How you almost have like a central system where things can be governed, where things can be managed, where things can be, you know, can be built upon, right? But with the insurance space, we realized that one, everything was literally everywhere, right? The insurance companies, like I said, were trying to innovate and build in silos. Then there is also the part where 
if you're giving me a product that I can't afford and you're giving me 20 of them and I can't afford them, I'm not comparing anything because even if the product B is more affordable than product A, if I still can't afford product B, you still don't have me, right? You can't box, you know, like a generic products or generic products for me um, that are not necessarily tailored to my experience and then ask me to 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 choose from that right um one interesting thing again that i think is if not the most important aspect of this is the fact that people were not yet there to you know and and i'm going to connect it to to what i believe you should you should understand uh, in your in your own market mm. people were not yet there to have options to choose from so even if you were giving them, or even if we, you know, lots and lots of platforms, you know, were pushing out products for people to compare and find the cheaper one uh, or cheaper options, right? Most people didn't really understand the concept of insurance. And it's still the case now, just that the trend is going up than before, right? It's trending up than before. If I don't know about something, it makes it difficult for me to, want to find what the best part of that thing is. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, right? Yeah. You know, um, I don't know what insurance is. I don't even know the use. I don't know how it's going to be of any use to me. So giving me a platform, right, telling me, oh, get the best insurance from, you know, from 5,000 products, I'm just going to be like, can you, can, can I just go to the next one, right? So we have to pause you know, and study what was going on. And then we realized that, one, people didn't know about insurance. So there was no need, you know, pushing that to them. And trust me, if you had pumped, let's say, $1 billion in ads trying to market insurance, you still get the same poor results of people not buying the insurance because you can't buy what you don't know, right? And the other part is that the product that I mentioned these products were like off-the-shelf products that were mm. not really tailored to the average African experience, right? And we sort of saw this happen. And then the other part is where most of these products are places where people don't even have access to, right? You see people who were used to paying cash, you know, like for instance, in Nigeria back then, people prefer to pay cash for stuff, right? And then you take insurance product that they don't know that is not so much tailored to their experience and you take it online, right? And then expect them to go to the platform to buy it. It just won't work, right? Mm -hmm. So what we then did was to try as much as possible to address the problem of products, right? And we ended up, and this is something that we really pride ourselves with in terms of being our strength um, at mycover.ai is we decided to, you know, understand these gaps and almost like a sweet spot and created a product like a micro health insurance product. And mm. to our, you know, surprise, I mean, I won't say to our surprise because I mean, we kind of like expected that, but like every other strategy, when you run a strategy and when you implement a strategy, mm. you have your metrics that you are looking out for, right? But just seeing that tip over was a game changer for us, right? We created this micro health product, you know, as low as 1,600 then, and this is less than a dollar, right? Um, okay, I mean, for now, um, approximately like one point something dollars, to be honest. And 
we saw a huge trend of almost like accommodating more than 4,000 people who for the first time were being introduced to the concept of insurance, right? Now, on one hand, you've been pushing insurance, pushing products that, you know, that have lasted maybe like products that are like 20 or 10 years old and people are not interacting with it. And then you launch this product. And then the first year you onboard more than 4,000 first time adopters of insurance. That for me is mind blowing, wow. right? And just as of today, we are currently running an average of 6,000 new or active policies on that same product month on month. So wow. the first year you did 4,000. Now you are running month on month 5,000 plus. That for me is 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 eye-opening. Like it, it's something to be paid attention to. And we've seen that work. So what that tells us is that if you push or pull the right levers, that the numbers will trend up. It's as simple as that. We've not seen that people actually want to get insurance for themselves, right? There hardly is anyone you explain this particular product to, and they say they don't want it. Most mm. times, they say, oh, can I get this for other people? You know, and that for us is what we are trying to do to get as many people who, you know, originally are excluded from the insurance experience, try to get them to, you know, you know, to buy insurance, you know. Last year, last year numbers was around um, a total of, I think, 11,700 policies, you know, on this, on this product. And for us, it's just, it, it helps us, you know, it, it helps us in this journey, you know, of getting everyone to be insured to see that once you pull the right levers, right, you see these numbers trend up. Is that mm -hmm. simple as that? So making that- <clears throat> Wow, number, I mean, that's okay. incredible numbers. Like, yeah, like, um, I think the growth and I think those numbers are pretty insane on a, on a daily basis. But, um, the one thing kind of wanted to ask was you kind of mentioned you pull the right levers and you can solve the solutions. Like in terms of levers, like from a technology standpoint, and you, you really talk about personalization and it's so crucial for where you are in, in, in Nigeria. And I guess bigger than that in the African market, like what have been the kind of greatest levers from a technology standpoint from you guys, what's made from a technology standpoint allowed you to hyper-personalize these policies to um, those policyholders in Nigeria? Um, I mean, from a technological standpoint, I think it will be the, the concept of distribution, right? Um, as of today, we have policyholders from places that, I mean, that you can't think of. And the reason for that is we've been able to drive massive adoption through the embedded insurance concept and also through the products that we've created, right? And the fact that you really don't have to do any form of manual activity to, you know, assess this insurance, right? These things are, they sound very basic and simple, but like I always tell people, when you perfect the basic things, you get the, you know, the, the innovations that you that you crave, right? Um, and what we've done is to, to ask these questions of what can we do with technology to achieve the goal that we have as a company, right? And the concept of distribution came up. What is the best route to distribute products to people? 
right? Remember what I told you earlier about embedded insurance? And we mm -hmm. said, okay, it has to be embedded insurance. So yeah. again, to the, the, the definition I give you about embedded insurance, meaning different things for different markets. You see, in this case, embedded insurance is trying to achieve the goal of distribution, you know, and access, right? You have access to insurance. You know that you can get insurance today, right? From most platforms. In fact, you can go to comparison platform and get insurance, right? So if anyone embeds insurance to a product that you are buying from, say, an Amazon or eBay, right? You It's not necessarily a, a, a strange thing to you, right? Because you actually can get insurance elsewhere. But for us, this embedded insurance approach is solving that critical problem of access, right? Mm -hmm. Distribution. So that is something I, I would like to say that we've been able to, to nail. And the fact that we've built this robust infrastructure that is practically addressing the, the three core areas of insurance when it comes to delivering great experience to customers, right? Talking about mm -hmm. product creation, that is creating the product in itself, right? Being able to, you know, have a product that you can sell to a customer, right? And then the claims aspect, right? Having this seamless experience that once you are, as a person, experiences this claim experience for any product that you have, you want to get more insurance for other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. the other part is the distribution in itself. So you create this fantastic and amazing product. You have to find a way to deliver these products to people, the audience, right? Which is where embedded insurance come into play. Now, when these people get this insurance, like we say internally, insurance is as good as when you want to lodge a claim or when you need your money or when you have a loss to report, right? So mm -hmm. if you're able to nail that experience, right, what you're going to get is um, a fan, an advocate, right? Um, practically someone who is going to tell other people about insurance. And our last report, you see um, referrals contributing largely to uh, new customers acquisition. And that for me is huge because we've not done any form of campaign for our referral program. In fact, where it is on the direct-to-consumer part is quite hidden. It's, it is something that is not actively pushed. Yeah. You know, as at the end of last year, right? But I mean, after the report, we've seen that people really want to move this thing forward for us. And we're obviously going to pay attention to that. So for me, in the concept of technology, I think we've been able to create a transparent ecosystem for our customers and for mm -hmm. our users where they know that if I see A and B, when I pay you this money, I'm going to get A and B, right? These things are not ordinarily accessible elsewhere. So we've been able to nail that part. When you come to us, in fact, a partner had reached out and you know shared his experience and was like, one of the things I like about my cover is how intentional you guys are in terms of being transparent. You want mm -hmm. everyone to see and know everything in the most and the best possible way. You know, the best yeah. possible way you want people to know about insurance. So we've been able to do that, you know, and and that for us is, is at the core of who we are because we are first a technology company, right? Trying to solve the problem of insurance with our company. Mm. Yeah, I, I love it, Sam. It's, it's one thing that I was, re I, you know, when I think about my experience, similar to your introduction to now you're co-founder and you realized, oh, yeah, this is it. Insurance is it. 
when I was speaking to Alex, the founder at FinPro and the host of the other podcast <clears throat> about joining a insurance executive search firm, I thought, ah, I don't know. And then, but at the time I was going through my own journey getting insurance because again, I thought it was for old people. You know, I was like, I don't need it. And then you have a daughter and you're like, well, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, then I really need to have something in place. So the whole process took me like eight, nine weeks and it was all phone calls. And then I got two pieces of paper through the post to sign and the the doc the the jargon the the wording was it was all very confusing to obviously it's most of it is understandable but there's a lot of stuff there. I felt like I kind of needed a lawyer to you know to make sure that everything was was protecting me. <laughs> but to be sure you're not signing away your life insurance. <laughs> so it was uh, I I love that I love that that you're kind of looking at yourself as a technology company first and and how intentional it is on on simplification. Um, in terms of where it can go for you, I mean, clearly from the distribution model that you have, coupled with the, you know, the 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 B two B and D two C element of both platforms and my cover AI, my cover genius, like you're growing the size of the insurance pie in in Nigeria and Africa by distributing innovative products. Like where where do you kind of see what do you see next for? For my cover AI and, and my cover genius, a D to C, but it seemed like before we started recording, there was like a little glint in your eye about the the my cover genius. You were like, I'm really excited about that and where that can go. Like, so what would you kind of see now that you've you've not you've obviously not cracked the 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 market, but very much on your way. Um, where do you see in terms of maybe you have a vision of how many can we get that up from 3% to 10% in the next couple of years? Like what's your kind of plan for the next couple of years and vision? What do you see it? What do you see happening? Hmm. That's trying to begin to the <laughs> trying to look at the future, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's well, got to visualize. <laughs> I mean, one thing that, that I like about the, the space is that you have to actually plan for the future while yeah. trying to, you know, figure things out in, in the present. So, I mean, the insurance space in Africa is is getting quite interesting. Um, and that is something I can tell you. Um, mm. I think um, at some point, I think last two years, I was projecting like a, a period of eight years, thereabout for it to really become the, 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 the thing, you know, globally. But from how I see it, we might be looking at, you know, as less than say 2026, which is pretty more less than five years to see that great shift. And what we've seen, especially in the in this part of, of Africa, Nigeria to be precise, is we're beginning to see um, a certain behavior or uh, behavioral shift and change for even entrepreneurs. You see some of them trying to now introduce insurance into their products and services, and that mm -hmm. is not insurance um, companies. And then you also see more and more insurtech um, come up, right? Um, I mean, what we might like to think about ourselves as like the, the people leading the charge is good to see some of these people trying to create their own solution in their own ways, right? So looking at that, what we'll be doubling down on is ensuring that we create this almost like an enabling environment for other people to build on, right? Um, I had, you know, given insight as to the problem of data. I've given insight as to the problem of um, companies building in silos, 
right? So you can't really make an informed decision when you don't have everything working in Unism. So mm. what we want to do is to create a platform, that technology that, you know, more ideas can ride on, right? We have currently, as of today, a system where for every partner that we want to onboard on my cover.ai who wants to um, build on top of our technology, we ensure that we understand at least what you are trying to achieve with what you want to do. As again, just giving you this piece of software to build upon, we want to understand what you really want to achieve so that we can help in the best possible way. I've done a couple of um, free sessions, you know, with other founders, you know, who are looking into the space, trying to build something right on top of our technology to just help them with the products and the strategy alignment and all that, right? So what we'll be doing um, in the future is to, to be that platform that practically gives you everything insurance that you can let your ideas run well, like just build whatever you want to build, knowing that you have yeah. a platform enabling environment for that to thrive. Um, another thing is product creation. Um, and I mentioned the, the micro insurance, health insurance product that we, we co-created and um, rightfully so becoming a very good lever to pull. What we want to do is to find innovative ways to create products that can actually move the needle, right? Such that you have more people coming to the experience of insurance and then want to get other people to it, right? So for us, um, product creation is something that we really want to, you know, double down in the future. And we see ourselves being like the go-to place for unique insurance products, right? And then the other part is something that we term a global problem that we, we look to um, um, solve as well, which is the issue of auto insurance claims and claims in general, right? Creating, like I said, a transparent environment for every other thing to thrive is something that we are looking forward to, right? Mm. And all these are at the center of what we believe in, right? When you have more products that are tailored to people's risk and experience, you have them coming to the insurance experience. It's by default, it, it works that way, right? And when you have the channels to get these products to them, it makes it easier, right? For them to want to get this insurance, right? And when they finally get this insurance and they can confidently say that they understand what is going to happen when they have claims, then you have a very good um, um, system that can thrive. So for us as a company, we, we want to, these are the things that we will continue to do, you know, because for us, it is very clear. It is very clear. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> well, look, it's um, yeah, become becoming very much building upon being a true ecosystem partner, um, in in, in Nigeria and, and and the rest of Africa and and global domination in terms of auto claims. So it sounds uh sounds like an exciting few years ahead for you, Alexander. But I think that brings us very nicely to the end of the the episode. Um. I've loved this, and um, I'm really happy that we managed to to get it in. And um, you know, my relentless pursuit of getting you on this podcast has finally hopefully, worked. So hopefully, we'll get to do another one and won't take the same, you know, length of time <laughs> to put up. <laughs> yeah, I'll maybe have some better childcare. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get to see each other at some point this year. But um, again, thank you for coming on. Um, really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you.